coaches. Welcome to Bravo and Please, where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Whoopsies. Hi. Hi, baby gorgeous. I um, forgot to do a sound check. So hopefully you all can hear me. Serafina is here. Good morning. Well, it's afternoon here for me. But um, yeah, kicking off this day. We had a ton of Bravo this week. Um, so my last episode was before Thanksgiving and, um, I have, I mentioned that I'm going to change up the format of the show, but today we're here to go over all the, everything that we watched this week on Bravo TV. So we saw the Real Housewives of Potomac, Family Karma, Below Deck, a new premiere of Southern Hospitality. Below Deck Adventure, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Love Without Borders, another new show, and Winter House. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to update you all on the schedule. What I plan on doing going forward is return to the Mac. Just kidding, not return to the Mac, but return to the OG schedule of Bravo and Blaze, where we all started once a week, every Friday, um, I used to release the podcast episode. I would record it ahead of time on Zoom, and then I would do my editing and then publish it, and I would try to get it out before Saturday morning so that you have the whole weekend to catch up on Bravo. Um, but now I have upgraded the audio, we've upgraded the video, so we're going live every Friday, and it really helps me because then I don't have to edit anything after. There's still a, a significant amount of work that goes into live streaming, but I feel like I can just, this is what I can promise, is once a week on Fridays, live streaming you can join me. We can interact um, and we can just catch up like good old times. Hey, Instagram. If you're over on Instagram, make sure you come over to YouTube. And if you're on YouTube for the first time and you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe. Again, we're live on YouTube. We're also live on Facebook and Twitter. I don't know who watches lives on Twitter I mean, actually, I've watched some lives on Twitter, like Martinis with Eddie. I've watched his lives from there. Um, I hardly ever go on Facebook, but I don't know. Maybe people are on Facebook and they watch from there. But you can watch this same episode after we go live. It's just out there for anyone to watch. But if you don't watch video, if you're like an audio person, a podcaster, podcasting person, you can catch up on the podcast, which will, which is on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. And I hope you join us because 
actually, I just got, I don't know if you've all seen on social media, but everyone had um, gotten their Spotify wrapped 2020. Actually, can I even show that? I wonder, can I show my screen? Oh, I don't know if I can do that. Well, I do have, I think I can. Can I? I should be able to, right? So for anyone who's watching, I'm looking to the side because my monitor is over here. Extra camera. Oh, look, share screen. Oh, where did it go? Here it is. Window. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to show my whole screen. No, I'm going to show a tab. <laughs> Here we go. Share. I don't even know if you guys can see this. <laughs> can you? Yes, I got mine. I was freaking shocked at my number. Sean Ellis Rogers. Yes. Near nothing. Yeah, I don't always get to watch Bravo during the actual airtime. Glad you're back to this format. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I think you can see this. So this is the Spotify wrap from 2022. And let me just preface by saying, I didn't even know this like even existed really. And I mean, I figured they have something like this. But again, I just started my podcast the first week in January. So I haven't gone through a full year yet. So I see this email or no, I see everyone else and I'm scrolling. Brav Bros comes up, of course, and they're like top 5% in the world. And I'm like, of course they are. And I think I'm slightly jealous. I'm not giving them any more airtime. We also have a bet going on and I hope I win soon so that I can gloat because I'm a huge, that's my one of my toxic traits is I'm a very sore gloater. <laughs> sore loser and big gloater. Maybe that's how I describe it. I don't know. All right. So what do I do now on this Spotify wrapped? So now can I scroll? Oh, it's moving. It's moving. All right. It says in 2022, you did your thing. The people loved it. Thank you. That's so nice. Now it's doing something else. You created 3,062 minutes of new content. That's more than 94% of other creators in the TV and film category. <sighs> Lord, that's a lot, right? Oh my gosh, this is wild. You can't hear us, but we're clapping right now. Are they being patronizing? <laughs> Let's see what else. Can you guess your number one? I already know which one's number one, which actually did surprise me because um, the first option is introducing the Bravo and Blaze podcast. That's my first episode ever. And then I have the next option is should Jen from Block by Jacks on Instagram I don't know what it is, like go on hinge or something. And then the other one from February 18th is a super size show with super Bravo fan accounts. 
Bravo by Gays and Block by Jax. And so I actually thought it was going to be the super size show because that has, I think, I thought it had the most listeners, but apparently it was the first one. Five, introducing the Bravo and Blaze podcast had 511% more streams than your average episode. That's wild. I feel like I need to see where these numbers came from. <laughs> I'm like a numbers person. I like spreadsheets. I like to see, okay, what's the calculation? It says my podcast loves to travel. I gave shout outs to the countries that were listed last or like at the end of last season it was heard in 25 countries top five were united states united kingdom australia canada and sweden sweden see this makes me want to go there now to these places right wouldn't you want to go after seeing this Definitely want to go to Australia. I have a whole story about Australia, actually. I had a ticket to go to Australia, but then my mother needed surgery, so I didn't go. I never went. The next one says, something magical happened between January 9th and January 15th. That's my between my first week and my first episode and my second episode. You had 266% more listeners compared to your average week. So that tells me that <clears throat> I had the most growth that week, I think. That makes sense, right? I don't know if that one's like groundbreaking statistic. Whoever said sharing is care. Oh, look at this. There's like this weird cursor thing. Okay. Whoever said sharing is caring was probably a fan of yours. Oh. Your podcast was in the top 15% most shared globally. That is so nice. Wait, it might be mostly me though. Because <laughs> it says direct link. That's so nice though. 22% on Twitter. Damn. I gotta work on some things. What percent of your listeners follow your podcast? I'm just going to pick the lowest. I don't know what it is. Try a little higher. It's not 7%. It's not 14%. You're trying to make me feel better. <laughs> You're in the top 15% most followed podcast. What? What does that mean? It sounds good, though. <laughs> Whatever it is. <sighs> What are Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze listeners like? Okay, so this is about you guys. What is it saying about you all? Also, does this account for Apple listeners or only Spotify? Your listeners' podcast personality is the enthusiast. Your listeners are super fans. When their favorite podcast releases a new episode, they're among the first to know, going above and beyond to show their support. I love that. That's so sweet. All right, now this feels kind of weird because I did go through this once, but I like didn't really, I wasn't paying attention that much. 
You released one video episode this year. That is not true. So the reason why it's saying this is because I only did one episode. It was my episode with Jason Cameron um, where I uploaded the video file to Spotify or not to Spotify, to Anchor directly. And that pushed it out to Spotify. But I didn't like how that worked. So I started uploading directly to YouTube and I found that in my opinion, that is the best way to get started because Spotify doesn't provide the same amount of, uh, it doesn't have as much robust like features, meaning YouTube, don't forget YouTube is the number two website in the world. And it's only behind Google, which is the number one search engine in the world. And Google owns YouTube. Hello. Sorry, I'm doing like Cannabis Mom Boss stuff now, which, by the way, I have to talk about as well. So this statistic is not accurate. I'm tearing apart their metrics right now. I don't even remember <clears throat> creating any polls, but it says you created nine polls and, and 11 Q&As. Listeners joined in seven times. Like, I don't even know what that is talking about. The ratings are in. Spoiler, you're a hit. Listeners scored your podcast 4.9. Yay. I posted that one on Instagram. <laughs> You and your fans have something special. <gasps> what? <gasps> your top 10 podcast for 147 fans? Oh my gosh, that is a lot. Your top five podcast for 96 and you're the number one. <gasps> 26 people have me as number one. I feel so honored. That's so nice. <sighs> group hug. Yes. It's that group hug on the thing. For anyone that's listening. Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze. Thank you for sharing your podcast with the world. All right. <clears throat> the end, I think. Oh, speaking of sharing, we made something special for you. I'm like nervous. What is it? I've already seen this too. Oh, oh, it's um, they give you three different options to share the just a little, I don't know, post, a little image where it says Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze, 65 episodes. Wow, that's a lot. 65 episodes since January, and I was only doing it once a week. 3,000 minutes in 25 countries. Hashtag Spotify wrapped. Thanks, everyone. That's so nice. All right, let me get back to my notes. I actually have some notes. <laughs> okay, I wasn't planning on going through that whole thing, but... <clears throat> As you may have noticed, I have a new studio and I'm still working on it, but I am hoping to start bringing in 
live guests in person and we'll be filming and doing audio here. It's going to be so cool, I hope. But one of my first live guests that I'm bringing in is someone you may all know. It's someone from Instagram. Her name or her handle is Face Reality 16 and turns out she actually lives near me. So I'm hoping we're trying to schedule now and in the next week or two, hopefully we'll have an actual live guest. That'll be, I think, so fun because we've never met in person, but we live near each other and her account, she has like, I think maybe over like 20,000 or 40,000 followers on Instagram. So, I mean, she's like a big deal. So Face Reality 16, go follow her. I'm going to put links in my show notes if you um, are wondering. But also in other news, I started my first Cannabis Mom Boss live show, live stream yesterday, and I'm streaming on the same platforms. Um, However, the audio podcast is a little bit behind because I'm using a different platform platform. And I only have one episode out on Spotify right now. So I have some other episodes from um, this year with guests. I have really great guests. Um, Tarali Patel, I keep mentioning her, but she's awesome. She's from Blaze Law Firm and Blaze Responsibly. And uh, she actually, since I interviewed her, she has, um, she is now working in at Rutgers in their new cannabis law curriculum. Like that's a big deal. So um, with Cannabis Mom Boss, if you haven't heard already, my mission is to empower others to safely and confidently come out of the green closet to help modernize the perception of cannabis consumers as professionals, um, successful entrepreneurs, great parents, great citizens of the world, law-abiding citizens. Um, And I'm doing that by leading by example with Cannabis Mom Boss, my podcast. And I'm also – it's also a business podcast. So it's a little different from this one. It's similar as as a vlog, I guess you could say, where I'm going to be talking about my experiences yesterday – For my show, I talked about how my kid took an edible at school. Like, she did not take an edible from this house to school. She bought an edible from someone at school and took it in school. And clearly, that is not what I stand for. Everything I've been – like, this is basically – We've reached the uh, the apex of the story here. Like, I've been trying to prevent this all along since I became a medical marijuana patient and cannabis advocate. I'm like, okay, the most important thing is being a good mom and not having people shame me or guilt me or judge me for using cannabis to, you know, enhance my health and wellness. By the way... I am a certified health coach. I studied nutrition and wellness entrepreneurship at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, 
on the side as like for fun. So, <clears throat> so, and actually that's how I got led down that path of even exploring cannabis for my health and wellness, because I was at a point where I was prescribed all these different prescription medications, but yet I was still depressed, overweight, unhappy, and it wasn't making me feel any better. So I knowing, and I was, this is after I've been educated and trained on how to be healthy, you know, so you can imagine my disappointment <laughs> when I'm not living a healthy life. And that's when a friend of mine reminded me that people use it for medicine. It's not just to, you know, get stoned or get lit and, you know, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with unwinding and no one really judges people who are just, you know, kicking it at a party usually. But when it comes to being around children, everyone gets upset. I mean, rightfully so. I'm a parent, obviously. And it's very important to me that my children don't abuse drugs. So now I'm like, and I've been open and honest with all of my kids, teachers, guidance counselor, principals, her therapist, her varsity wrestling coach. She's in eighth grade, but made the varsity wrestling team and made this very, very stupid decision at school. And I think, I mean, we're working through it, obviously. By the way, yesterday I told the whole story, so go check out that video. But allegedly there's like a bigger operation going on that maybe we just like solve the case. I don't know. So go check that out. I'll also put the link in the show notes. Um, but I'm going to go live every week on Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern to go through um, or to just share my stories, but also share my business knowledge. I have 15 years experience as a corporate IT consultant with one of the top, top four consulting firms in the world. And I was running the third largest global alliance for the firm when I left for maternity leave. So I'm ready to help others because that's what we're here for, right? I want to teach things like how are all the different ways to monetize as a digital entrepreneur? How, what is the best way to use social media for your business? What tools do you use as an entrepreneur, um, both digitally and just, you know, regular business tips and skills? Um, I went through some of them yesterday at the end of my show after I told my story about my kid. Um, but I'll also, like I said, I'm just going to be sharing these topics that come up that people are scared to talk about. And I do feel safe, safer now than I used to because in New York State, according to Charlie Patel, who is now teaching at Rutgers University, she, um, in their cannabis law practice, she noted to me or she told me that in New York State and in New Jersey, Child Protective Services or agencies can no longer use THC against parents to, as sole 
basis or grounds to take children away from them. Because, and I know some people are like, why are we even talking about this? Well, in this country, in the United States, there are still states where children are being taken away from their parents just because someone reported them for weed or they had a custody battle and their ex requested a drug test. Hello, Thomas Ravenel, Catherine, Dennis, Southern Charm. We've seen this. So it's a reality and it's um, something that, you know, I'm here to bring awareness to because these are the topics we need to talk about, especially in these times as we go through legislation reform. So again, the podcast, Cannabis Mom Boss, the audio is up on Spotify. There's only one episode right now, but I will be filling that in as we, you know, as time goes by. I can only do so many things, okay? And also what I wanted to provide is an upcoming 2023 Cannabis Mom Boss manifestation session. And so what we'll do is over three days, We'll have one-hour sessions where I'm going to go through the activities and best practices, industry standards, all the things that I've learned and explored on my own. We're going to go through these activities so that you know, one, exactly what you want in 2023 to feel fulfilled in your life. And that is different for everyone. So we need to... We're going to, that's the first thing we're going to do. The second thing, we're going to go over goals on how to achieve those manifestations that we want. And number three, we're going to come up with an action plan on how you're going to actually achieve them. I said this yesterday on Cannabis Mom Boss. I've gone through a ton of transformations in my 40 years of life, major transformations. Uh, physical transformations. I've lost over 100 pounds after my first child. Financial transformations. I've gone from a place, don't forget, I come from an immigrant mother who grew up in poverty. And my father was the child of nine children and was a blue collar boomer. Like we didn't, I come from very humble beginnings. But um, I was at a point where, you know, after I graduated college, I was making more money than my parents ever had. But then certain circumstances led me to a point where I was living beyond my means. I had a new baby. I had two lawyers in two different states. I had a home in New York and I had Chicago rent at the same time that I was trying to pay all at the same time. I literally thought I was going to go bankrupt. And within three years, I got rid of all of my debt and tripled my salary, more than tripled my salary in just three years. So I know how, what it's like to go through a transformation and how to endure the, the hurdles that you have when you're faced with, you know, something, some kind of goal that you want that you haven't yet achieved. A lot of it is mindset. So Make sure you come with an open mind and willingness to, you know, make some changes. 
But as a um, reminder, I just want to make sure I let you or remind you all to subscribe to my channel and turn on notifications so you can be updated when we go live for Cannabis Mom Boss and also Bravo and Please. Okay, that was like my whole beginning spiel. And now I don't know where my window is to see you all. <laughs> Here it is. Okay. Trying to check the comments. All right. Where are we at here? What's going on? 1220. Wow. We're halfway through. Okay. Oh, we got some we got social like gossip here. I got to look into that for California. My hubs who doesn't use it. He has a worse outlook on it and how I use it while taking care of the kids. And of course I found that out after we're married. <laughs> yeah, I actually, you know, I'm very lucky that my husband, it has no issue with my cannabis consumption. I mean, one of the, like I said, I try to be very responsible. Um, I don't break laws. I don't condone breaking laws. And, you know, however, I have empathy and I can use my heart and soul when making judgments. So I want to get into our news for this week. So I don't even watch Good Morning America. I I'm usually like a today show kind of person, but I'm, I've also been kind of bored with it, to be honest, um, and grossed out over Matt Lauer. But anyways, um, apparently Amy Roback and TJ Holmes of Good Morning America started having an affair while they were training for the New York City Marathon. And Marissa says what from Twitter said, proving my long-held belief that literally nothing good comes from being a runner. Would you look at that? I agree. <laughs> so um, somebody, Marissa tweeted this. And then Eileen Slavidson, I love, love this name, tagged me and said, immediately thought of you when she mentioned running. So if you are all not aware of how this goes or how this has been going down. Betches on Instagram posted like a funny meme or whatever, a little clip, a reel about marathon runners. It was like 1% of marathon runner or only 1% of people will complete a marathon or whatever. And then somebody interrupted and said, yeah, and 100% of them will never shut up about it. I thought that was funny. And I always had the utmost respect for marathon runners before this, but I was, I thought it was funny. So I engaged and I just said, I will never understand the need or desire to run for no reason. And not saying like, wow, they're crazy for doing that. But I was just like, it's not for me. I used to run kind of like, not really just for, just for like health reasons, but I can't really anymore because I have a click in my right hip when I walk. It's awful. But anyways, so I am thinking this is like an innocent whatever response, comment to Betches. And then I start getting attacked 
from the marathon running community for days, day, maybe like, I think it lasted two weeks. And normally I don't engage in that kind of behavior, but I was like, excuse me. These people were saying just like the most old school, lame stereotypes. They said um, that I was a sloth, lazy, a stoner and a pothead. First of all, what does a pothead and a stoner even look like or sound like? That sounds very judgy. Anyways, the thing that bothered me, though, is that they called me an addict. And that's where I was like, okay, hold up. You're not going to get away with that. Because number one, calling anyone an addict, not just a cannabis consumer, but anyone an addict is those that's like shots fired. <laughs> that is doing that on a public forum. Somebody could see that and like report me or whatever for C to CPS and like have an investigation started. Number one, that's poor uses of resources. We have way more important things to be, you know, tackling here than to see if somebody's smoking weed. But I just wanted to, because of what I said earlier about people, you know, getting their kids taken away, I stood up for myself and this has been an ongoing battle with marathon runners for like over a month now. And so I said, you know, I'm still waiting for my apology from the running community. And then this Jerry Sari, Jerry, I hashtag I voted was laughing and said, what do we do? And I said, call me lazy sloth, sloth, pothead, stoner, and addict. To which he responded, and I woke up to this because this was this response was at like four in the morning my time. Oh, snap. On behalf of the running community, we are sorry. We have no right to judge others, especially because we're miserable ourselves. <laughs> which is why we run, which still sucks. There's no excuse for this behavior. Our apologies. Hope you'll join us soon. And then they got Stitch from Lilo and Stitch with a sorry sign. <laughs> we won, y'all. We won. <laughs> this this person is probably not even a part of the running community, but <sighs> victory, victory. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Siggy, <laughs> soggy. Soggy flicker. <laughs> Give the woman her apology, says Sean Ellis Rogers. I love it. Yeah, victory. We did it. All right. I'm going to move on to the real stuff now. Okay. <laughs> like, how long have we been going? What time is it? Okay. We still have some time. Okay. Potomac. Oh, Potomac. I... Actually, on Monday, I was glad that I wasn't going live to do my daily um, – to try to do my daily recaps anymore because I felt very icky after Potomac. And I just didn't – all of it didn't – like, it just didn't sit right with me. Um, for one, I, I'm not understanding Mia's side. I'm not understanding – her justification for the drink 
the drink toss. And like I said, I like to follow the law and throwing a drink is considered battery. So if I was Wendy in that situation, I would have gotten up and walked straight to the police station and made a report. Regardless of whether you press charges or not, just reporting an incident is, I think, if it's valid, obviously, I think is the best way to go. Um, remove yourself from the situation and document it and get yourself to a safe place. That's just my recommendation. Um, but Mia, and it was weird because Mia was acting as if she was wronged, which Wendy did say some crazy stuff about Gordon, I guess. But I don't know. When someone's rattling off like that, it doesn't, to me, it almost like invalidates, not invalidates, but like it's almost like just nonsense coming from the person who's rattling off like that. It's like, all right, all right, all right. Like at a certain point, you got to just like disengage, right? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Apparently, Wendy's family does know Mia's family. Oh, yeah. So I did see. So after that fight last week, I saw that Wendy's mother, Wendy's mother commented about Mia like going after her and then Mia commented back and was like hold up I don't have all the details on that I wish I had time to include that in my slides but I thought that was wild to like start fighting with somebody's mom like what do you do I am curious if the company Mia works for the joint franchise saw this drama. I'm sure they don't a person like that owning their businesses. Okay. So the thing about Mia's business, apparently. So I think Gordon opened or started the joint, the franchise. Mia came in and took over when he wanted to like slow down. And so she became like the CEO, but after filming Potomac, allegedly, don't take my word for any of these things. I am not the hard news, okay? <laughs> I'm not checking all the sources. This is me, my perspective as like a Bravo account, okay? I saw that, um, well, she brought it to social media. It was Mia who brought it to social media saying that her cousin, while she was out of, her and Gordon were out of town, and her cousin took it upon herself to do something with the lawyers to like get their names off the business while they were out of the country. <laughs> what? You're not hard news. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. Socially gossip. People are wild. Um, but yeah, allegedly. Mia was saying she, they got cut off from all of the business from that where I guess from their cousins, which I don't, I think you probably could do that because my mom is an entrepreneur and she had, she started a business under her name 
and then gave it to her younger brother. By the way, this this is like a over small Asian grocery store that's been open for over 20 years that brings in over a million dollars a year just from this one little store. And my mother just gave it to her brother. It was like for nothing. Just like here, you need this for your family type of situation. <sighs> so annoying. But then there was like a lot. It was like a Korean drama. If anyone watches, I'm sure you watch Netflix, but there's a lot of like K-dramas. It was like I was living through one for a period of time because my uncle and his wife started, they like split up. And then like the son, my cousin was like, was like <laughs> taking almost a role of, of husband. And they were like fighting together with my uncle and my mom, like stepped in to help him because they like robbed my uncle of all of the money from the store because they like got a power of attorney and took him off the business. And so I kind of believe that this could happen. And it sounds like maybe, <laughs> maybe my family drama isn't the only situation where this happens. It probably happens a lot actually now that I think about it. But that was wild. I felt really bad for Wendy and I was really surprised and disheartened that Mia was so quick to be so dismissive of Wendy and people were like not even doing anything about it really. They were just like, where's dessert? Like, I'm sorry, but I I wouldn't be able to sit there and I don't know, maybe... Maybe if I was in that situation and having that kind of social dynamic where nobody's doing anything similar to Salt Lake City, like why didn't anyone say anything or do anything? It's just wild to me. Maybe like, I don't know. There's like sociology mixed into this, <laughs> but I have to say, I'm going to wrap up Potomac in a second, but I am loving Candace. I didn't have any feelings about her one way or another before coming into this season. Like I know that there was a whole Candace Monique thing. Like it was very toxic at one point. I just stayed away from it because I had just walked into Potomac that season. And I was like, basically Ashley Darby, like what is going on in this show? And I had to catch up and stuff, but I never felt one way or another about Candace until now. And Obviously, she was at BravoCon watching her perform. She's a star. I would go pay to see her perform. And I I saw her and Chris at one of the after parties, and they seem like they're in love. Like, I saw a love bubble, and I don't know why they're coming after him. Maybe, maybe it's like Winter House where everyone's just hating they're hating on the love bubbles, right? I don't know. I'm I'm loving Candace. I think she's great. I love that she went and checked on Wendy. She knew how awful that must have felt for Wendy. And I'm sure some of her own feelings made it more intensified. But yeah, 
Also, P.S. I need Ashley Darby and Luke from Winter House to not date anymore. And if anyone hears it first, let me know if they break up and if they're seen dating someone else or like hooking up with someone else, that means they're over. Okay. This is for my bet with Prof Bros. Um, Serafina said, because they can't go after Ashley and Michael cheating drama anymore. Candace has my heart after this season. Yep. Also, okay. I'm not in, I don't like when the women body shame, but they body shamed Mia twice last week about her size. And I'm just like, damn, like they are going hard on her. So then I dug up my BravoCon pictures and I go not stop laughing at these because as you can see, she has to like squat down to hug me. And then in the picture together, I'm at like breastfeeding height. Like I am so short next to her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to move on to family karma. Okay. Family Karma, we're in season three, and I love this show for so, so many reasons. If any of you out there are an immigrant or a child of an immigrant, I highly recommend this show. It shows not only this group of friends who are like at a great age for, you know, reality TV, like some of them are single, some of them are, you know, getting married and stuff like that. But the great one of the great things about this show is that their parents, the first generation from India, they play a huge part in this show as well. And a lot of them, like Brian, Benny, he lives with his parents. And same with Anisha, who just, you know, they all live with their parents. It's part of their culture, right? And I just... Monica's father, I'm like, I don't really have feelings about Monica either way, but her father is an angel. And I tweeted earlier, I was like, protect this man at all costs. He is so sweet and really just like loves his daughter so much. It's almost kind of sickening, actually. <laughs> but in his case, it's sweet. He loves her so much that he's willing to break some of the traditions of, you know, you're not to move in before you get married. He was willing to open that up for his daughter, for her happiness and to find out spoiler alert. If you didn't watch, don't listen earmuffs to find out that actually we found out last week, I guess um, her boyfriend, Richie or whatever his name is that he may be cheating on her is just, I have rage, rage over this. I really, and I actually, you know what? I do think it's going to wind up being true because you could tell when she's like, okay, my dad said, okay. <laughs> he looked panicked. He looked like, oh, shoot now I actually have to move in with her <laughs> and it's so sad like be a man 
any man or women or thems who are listening, don't cheat. Like, just be honest. And I guess maybe sometimes people aren't honest because they don't know themselves enough, but <sighs> makes me so mad. All right, I'm going to move on to Below Deck. Shout out to Starcasm.net because there are no Below Deck cast pictures. And I have to look at the cast pictures for Below Deck because there's so many. <laughs> it's like constantly just revolving characters coming in. And we have Below Deck and Below Deck Adventure going on at the same time. Below Deck Med just ended. It's hard to keep it all straight. Like, who's on? I keep forgetting, like, wait, who's on what boat? Like, what's going on? But I'll talk about Below Deck with Captain Lee first real quick. Um, What's this girl's name? Camille. She's the half stew, half deckhand. She is triggering me so hard because she is like the girl who expects compliments from Winter House. And y'all know how I feel about that girl who expects compliments. But it was just like, I was kind of embarrassed for her when she was like, I dated a real, like some football quarterback guy it's like okay um so <laughs> what she's like oh they're treated like gods like maybe she treated him like he was like some god or whatever and that's why he didn't know what he had in front of him and he was a cheater like I just we need to do better as a society I think we need to teach people about their emo emotional intelligence and self-awareness because I mean, I'm guilty too, so I can't preach, but moving on. I love chef Rachel. She's just the best. Like I, I'm still sad that she's not, she's disassociated herself from Bravo, but good on her. Um, and then Frasier, I feel like Frasier's doing a decent job, but I feel like he may not be delegating enough or in the right way because he gave Alyssa the second stew position right away and it's causing issues with Camille and now we're getting like booty grinding, lap dances over a guy they both like. I like that kind of drama, I guess. I love a boatmance. But a lot of times boatmances can be really ugly too and like very cringy and just, I don't know. So we'll see where this goes. I'll be honest, I'm not really that into Below Deck yet. And Captain Lee, I love him so, so much. And I don't want to feel like I'm an ageist. But Captain, it's heartbreaking to see him in pain and trying to struggle. 
I don't want him to go because I love him to death, but I also feel like maybe he might need to take a different role because I can't imagine what if something's going wrong and he's got to like run and I, Oh my gosh, it's upsetting to me. And I just wish the best for captain Lee. I hope. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just pray. Let's pray for captain Lee. Love him. All right. Next here. I'm switching it up like this. All right. So then we had um, a new show. Southern Hospitality, which is a spinoff from Southern Charm with Leva Bonaparte. And um, we have basically, I mean, this could not be any more similar to Vanderpump Rules. I mean, they have an empire of restaurants and clubs. Everyone's drinking the whole. I mean, Leva said it herself. The business plan is simple have the best party every single night. So it's all about, you know, living it up, drinking, boozing, having fun. We already have like some cast romances with this guy, Will, who's reminding me of Shep. <sighs> I'm not a fan of Shep, if anyone didn't know. And some would even say that he may have assaulted me twice at BravoCon and is obsessed with me. But I'm mostly joking. Um, but I, Shep does trigger me. Um, so I, and also this guy is like a Shep and Craig mixed together because also he's pretending to want to be a lawyer, just like Craig. He got his introduction. He's living at home with his parents, of course, in a beautiful house. And he's saying he wants to be a lawyer, but I haven't seen any lawyering yet. So whatever. Um, we'll see about him. But he's dating a girl there. I forgot her name already, but it's only been one episode and I'm into this. Um What's this guy's Joe Radley, Joe Radley and Maddie are. I'm loving their will they won't they get together situation because Joe likes Maddie. Maddie is sober. She was open about her addiction issues. She grew up in New York City. Um, and she's sober and, but she's like the life of the party. And I love this. I love having her on the show, having someone like this be sober. I'm hoping that I'm, I'm getting a lot of Vanderpump rules energy with Southern hospitality, but I'm hoping that we don't go down that toxic route of being like, you know, like backhanding and, you know, cheating, punching, and and spitting on your ex's apartment door. You know, I want to see some messiness. Like, let's see mistakes. That's fine. But let's not see, like, real nasty, toxic stuff. Let's see growth. I want to look at this cast in five years and see them all have something of their own started, like get their own businesses up and running. And 
like, I want to see that progression, you know? And I know it's like not conducive to the show because looking at Vanderpump rules, we know that like the, the OGs kind of outgrew Vanderpump rules, but that's also, I think that's good. Like we can work with that. Like I want to see Katie and Ariana's something about her sandwich shop. And I want to see Schwartz and Sandy's, <laughs> even though it's called Schwartz and Sandy's. Actually, I'll do you one better. I want to go to Schwartz and Sandy's, and I hope I do get to go. Maybe I'll take a, a trip during the winter because it's already getting really cold here in New York, and I don't like it. I need California weather, I think. Um so, yeah, this show. Oh, and they already on day one have somebody walking in to the first like staff meeting who's suspended. And that person also gets in a fight with Joe Radley during Leva's birthday party. So we're getting a lot already. Plus, shout out to Grace Lily. Who knows how to walk like a star? <laughs> don't look at anyone. Just look straight ahead. If you don't look at them, they look at you. That's how you walk like a star. I tried it in Hobby Lobby. It works. I don't know why I said Hobby Lobby like that. But, um, yeah, I'm here for this show. I have big hopes. Okay, let's see. Let me check some comments. Um, uh, she has that. I am coming for the chief stew position vibes. Oh, are you talking about the second stew or Camille? I'm like, Camille is the same as Jess from Winter House to me. Blech. Um, Yes, nervous about Captain Lee's back. I know, I'm nervous. Yes. Oh, my God. Sarah's in California. Maybe we should do a meetup in California. Oh, my gosh. If you guys want to go to California and meet at Schwartz and Sandy's, Tom Tom's, or something about her, let me know. I would go to Charleston and go to Republic or Bubbles and Bourbon, but or Bourbons and Bubble. But weed is illegal there, and just out of principle, I don't think I want to go there. Also, Southern Charm triggers me. Like, these white men like Will and Shep and Craig, like, ugh. No, thank you. <laughs> okay, next. I got to blow this one up because this one's like, woo. All right. Courtesy of Sargasm.net. Thank you for this picture of the Below Deck Adventure crew. I forgot to include my tweet, but I've been tweet. I was live tweeting during Below Deck Adventure. I don't what episode are we on, actually? I don't know what episode this is, but we're just getting started. And already someone's been fired, Kyle. Thank God. Um the chef has already burnt her hand. They went on the most kick-ass excursion in Norway. I want to go to Norway now. 
and go on that exact excursion because it looked so effing cool. But then on top of it, Captain Carrie. <sighs> okay, Captain Lee will always be my first love for below deck captains. But I think Captain Carrie might be my new favorite captain. I said it because he handles Kyle like a boss. Literally, it was sexy. I was turned on by that. Like the way he just, it was, there was an emotion involved. It was just very matter of fact. Like, listen, these are the rules. This is the guidelines. This is how, how we stand. I stand by it. And, you know, I am giving you these options to, you know, walk away and without any conflict. And I mean, Kyle, he was already rowdy to begin with before he got fired. But even after getting fired, after the show is filmed and we saw the first, you know, like three or four episodes, he still went and got drunk and like rushed a football field or a soccer field, not once, but twice and got arrested. So very well played Captain Carey. Hot AF. Love that. But then on top of it, he, when Jessica the chef gets her hand burnt, he stepped in and started helping her like a man, like a real boss and a guy who knows how to get the job done. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm live tweeting. Um, I've been live tweeting. He was, Captain Carey has been interacting with me on my live tweets like the last couple of weeks. But then this week, our relationship basically went to the next level. We're basically Twitter official and it's been leaked to the press <laughs> on some website. Wait, where is it? It's called SK pop and I'll put the link in the show notes, but yeah, our relationship made it to the press and he's now following me and I just love him. And oh my God, maybe for my can my 2023 cannabis mom boss manifestation, maybe I'll put a charter with Captain Carrie on there. That's like really reaching for the stars, but I could do it. I could do it. I am almost a witch basically. Anyways, let's move on. Um, do I have anything else for below deck adventure? I don't know. I love Captain Carrie. The end. That's all you need to know. Okay. Oh my God. 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 We're moving on to Salt Lake City and Oh my God, so many crazy things with this show. I don't even know where to begin. Whitney, I'm just going to go down the line on this picture. There's only five cast members, okay? <sighs> Whitney, on the end, she didn't really play that much of a role in last, or was it last night? No, two nights ago 
Wednesday's episode, Lisa also didn't really play that much of a role this week. Jen Shaw, on the other hand, and Meredith, I think we're kind of holding it down along with Heather. I'll give Heather some credit because I think y'all know how I feel about Heather. Go check out my interview with Marilla Bueno. Link in the show notes. Um, I think Heather is unraveling. I think she her house of cards is falling down. She, um, I think she's hiding a lot. I think she's hiding a lot and she's, she has anxiety because it's becoming exposed. So I'm interested to see what happens for the rest of this season with her. We know something happens to her eye. I don't think anyone did that to her. I think she probably did it to herself, but whatever. I think it happens on this trip. And I think this trip is going to probably last till almost the end of the season because there's so many clips of them in the same place, but with crazy, crazy ass outfits on and wigs and everything. And they're all fighting. So that's why Meredith is supposed to be CEO of fun and she's failing miserably, which she's well aware of, but doesn't care because Jen Shaw, I mean, her determination to have fun before her sentencing is just wild. And for those who are not up to speed, the timeline of events is so confusing. So, okay. What we're watching now is before Jen Shaw pled guilty. After they filmed, she pled guilty and her sentencing date was scheduled for December 17th. The reunion is scheduled. Oh, I'm sorry. Her sentencing was scheduled for December 15th. The reunion was scheduled for December 17th. And so I think we all and but. By the way, I did submit a question to Andy on Twitter because he's already asking for questions for the Salt Lake City reunion, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, doesn't he usually do that shortly before they film? Like, this is a couple weeks early. I thought that was weird. So I, my question is, Jenny Blaze from New York to Heather, something along the lines of, why were you so upset when Whitney revealed her her abuse? Does it have anything to do with the fact that you are cousins and there may be some family connections involved or something along those lines? So putting that out there, hopefully they read it at the reunion. Jen Shaw, um, so she dumped... Uh, Wait, before I talk about the drink, there is a scene where they're in the Sprinter van when they first get to San Diego and Angie is so excited. She's like, okay, everyone, I haven't been on a girl's trip since 1999. And that act is a big deal. It's like over 20 years. and But you could see her like, excitement the way she 
looked seemed like she was as excited as when my kid has a friend over and is so excited she doesn't know what to do. She's like, okay, come look at, here's my bathroom and here's like the stool that I use in my bathroom. Like she just like kind of like gets so excited, overexcited. And like I could sense that energy from Angie and that always scares me (laughs) when I see it with my children, let alone a grown adult. But then it would, you could even see how crushed she was immediately when Dana said, I've never been on a girl's trip ever. And because I thought that was wild. I watched it over like for a second time and I had to clip that scene because I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize I must have missed that the first time. And realizing that it's their first girl's trip. No wonder it's going down like this. And Dana must be like, what the F? She's like, this is my first girl's trip ever. They're fighting over who's the host. Jen Shaw dumps her drink on Angie, then herself. Angie will never get over this and start spiraling, reading receipts, going through it all. Oh, my God. It was so... Oh my God, this show, every time I'm like, it cannot get any more crazy. And it does. <laughs> that showdown between Angie and Jen in the Sprinter van was just so intense. Like, she's, Jen's like, who am I making uncomfortable? And Angie's just like, doesn't say a word. Puts on her sunglasses. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was good. It was good. But, holy shit. Heather is showing her true colors. That's all I'm going to (sighs) say. Nuts, nuts, nuts. Crazy. So Love Without Borders is a new show. There was a two-hour premiere that was airing after Salt Lake City. And I didn't realize that there was – or Salt Lake City got bumped up. We've I don't think we've ever seen Salt Lake City at 8 p.m. It's always been – it was like 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. for its whole first season, I think. And I remember just being like – I. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I was just so tired, but happy that they moved it up to eight o'clock Eastern time. Love Without Borders is on two hours after. I don't know if it's two hours every week, but I was like, dude, I need to digest Salt Lake City. You're throwing this two hour premiere at me. I don't know what to do. I wound up watching like half of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. And right away, like with the first girl, I forgot her name already, but she's like telling, I'm like, okay, this isn't that crazy, I guess, the idea of it when they're explaining it. But then when the matchmaker, whatever you want to call her, when she comes in and she's like, okay, you're going right now, the girl had like an emotional breakdown. And the lady's like, let's go. And it just was giving me 
hardcore like sex trafficker vibes. And I was like, I don't know if I like this show. But then um, when she showed where she was going and it said Dubai, I was like, hell yeah, let's go, girl. So I actually am excited for this girl. Plus the guy she goes to get matched with is easy on the eyes. You know what I mean? The downside is he has a nuclear family. And at first when they said that, I was like, what are they talking about? So it turns out his whole family lives with him, his parents and his sister. He's a grown adult, grown ass man. And so she's living there and I guess they're sharing a room, but he said he would sleep on the couch. She's like, where are you going to sleep? So that part is weird. But um, this show is interesting. I'm here for like the experiment part of it. If I was single and had no kids or no attachments, nothing, I would probably do it at this age or like this in the year 2022 because things are shifting so much. Like meeting people in person, going to a bar, meeting someone is like that doesn't really happen anymore. It's like very rare. I feel like you have to like really go find someone. (laughs) Um, either online or I guess across the world, but we'll see how this plays out. Hopefully this is not, hopefully nothing really serious goes wrong. I cannot handle like some weird 90 day fiance, like someone, I don't even watch that show. I did watch it for like one season. And I was like, this is just too crazy for me. Like I couldn't tell if they were being honest or about their feelings and it just felt really gross but anyways we'll see about this one winter house winter house had me raging last night i first of all i was late And I think they changed the time for that, too, because Southern Hospitality was on after the same premiere. I thought it was going to be like a new episode, but I was like, I just watched this three nights ago. Um, But I was late and right away, I'm not even ready to sit down and start live tweeting or anything, but I'm like rewinding and I get to the last episode at the end and I just see Craig on screen talking about the timeline of Lindsay and Carl. And I just, I couldn't hold it in last night. I was like rage tweeting last night. I said, oh, I'm late, but already shut up, Craig. (laughs) I just shut up, Craig. And I feel comfortable saying shut up to Craig because Craig Conover blocked me on Instagram and normally I wouldn't care like if he blocked me now that I'm saying like shut up Craig I would be like okay block me I don't care whatever but he blocked me 
when I have never posted at this point, when I found out he blocked me, I had never posted about him. I never talked about him. I never reached out to him. I never commented on his stuff. In fact, I probably liked his stuff because I usually go through like anything I see, almost anything I see, I pretty much like. And I just was like, wow, this guy went out of his way to block me when I've never even interacted with him. That to me is like a crazy level of, I don't know, that's like psychotic to me. (laughs) And turns out another person who did that to me is Lisa Rinna. Never talked about her in any negative way in my life. If I maybe have done like a meme maybe, but never. My memes usually are not attacking people. Like I use it as like context for something I'm talking about with my life because I'm a narcissist. (gasps) But anyways, okay, so – yeah, Craig Conover. Ugh, just shut up, Craig. But Austin is really the problem here. Last night, especially, Austin is like, I don't, I don't really want to bring it up. Well, you're the one who brought it up, and oh, I, I got things to do. No, you don't, sir. Oh, I I like Olivia. No, you don't. You're a liar. You are a liar. And Sierra, I'm sorry, girl, but I'm going to have to call you out because enough with Austin. Like, why are you even talking to him? Just don't talk to him. He is a predator. He is the worst human being. Even, oh, Carl. Oh, Carl. Carl was so good. He's like, guess he's still an F boy. Yeah, he is, Carl. That's right, Carl. Austin is an F boy. Pretending to like Olivia. Like, oh my gosh. Olivia reminds me of that girl who um, Naomi scared off of Southern Shore (laughs) a few seasons back. That was like, that was wild. What happened to that girl? Should like try to find her, see what she's up to. Austin acting shocked and upset that people are talking about it. (laughs) I know, right? That's some social like gossip. Like you dumb Muppet mouth. Oh, no one's talking about. Ooh, I want to scream. I need to get a pillow in here so I can scream into it because (sighs) I want to scream so bad. And Kyle, I usually like Kyle. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't really care. I don't know. Kyle is fun to laugh at when he's drunk, but I'm hurt. (laughs) Not hurt. I'm joking, obviously, but I am 
so disappointed in Kyle for trying to pop the love bubble of Lindsay and Carl. They are like what everyone could possibly want in a relationship. And they know it and they love it. And Kyle's like, oh, I know. But the timeline, shut up, Kyle. That timeline crap is so dumb and foolish. It makes anyone who's talking about it, they look so foolish, ridiculous, so dumb. Like, leave them alone. Even if it happened, who cares? It's not. Like, look at Lindsay and Carl now. Who cares? Get over it. Oh, my God, these people. And I'm sorry, but the girl who expects compliments, Jessica Stock, Stockin, Stock, whatever her name is, she's grossing me out so much, like a lot, too much. It's really bothering me because – She's just nasty. And I think she's doing it on purpose to like, like make herself look hot or something, but it's not hot. It's gross. And I don't know if she's playing enough for the cameras or like there. I just can't believe that somebody would actually on camera be serious and be like, we're in love. Oh, it's, it's good timing to say I love you. Right. Like, oh, my God, you are so scary. So, so scary. But um, my favorite part of Winter House was Luke cock blocking. <laughs> Shout out to Bravo. Should be fun. Oh, he was, I'm sorry. I love to hate on Luke. And if I ever met, well, did I meet Luke? He was like around, but I didn't feel the need to like go introduce myself to him. But if I ever like were to interact with him, I would obviously be nice to him and whatever. But like, it's just so fun to hate on him because he's so beautiful and like, and as a, he's a straight white man. So it's like, I almost feel like I don't know. He's just, his personality is so basic to me. I mean, he's working with what he's got and good on him, but I just love to hate on him. And when every time he plays guitar or starts singing, I just can't stop laughing. Oh my God. It's just, as much as I laugh, like if Luke were to play a song at BravoCon next year, I would probably be screaming <laughs> because at Andy's Legends Ball I mean Shana was singing Good as Gold um, Melissa Gorga was singing I don't know whatever but it was Melissa Gorga and Kenya was singing her song Candace was really good I already said that before but um, even when Melissa was singing I was like yes like I just felt like I was in it. It was like, oh my, this is like silly, but like, yeah, get it. And so if Luke wanted to play guitar, I'm sure he would have an audience and I'm sure I'd probably watch and listen or whatever. But <sighs> the big elephant in the room though, for me is obviously between my 
Valentine, Jason Cameron, my sweet, sweet Valentine that I love. I ride or die for Jason Cameron. And this thing with Lindsay, because I'm a Lindsay Hubbard stan. I'm like, I'm always rooting for Lindsay. By the way, Kyle, he said, what about when Lindsay starts drinking again? How about maybe she's not going to drink again? Did you ever think of that? Like, don't go there. Don't pop the bubble. So bad about that. But, okay, Jason and Lindsay, their miscarriage is so, so heartbreaking to me for so many reasons. One, because I love both of them. But also, if you've been following along, you may know that I experienced a stillbirth just a year and a half ago. And that was the hardest thing that I've ever gone through in my entire life. And when I interviewed Jason, it was right before the filming of the season that we're watching now. And, you know, initially I was like, because I think it just came out on Summer House. I want to say Summer House is where Lindsay first said, you know, like I had a miscarriage or whatever. And then what Jason was saying is like it was in the media and stuff. And I think the date that they showed was like end of January. So I know like I wasn't the first one to talk about it, like the miscarriage in general, but I think think I might have been the first one to talk to him about it publicly. And I told him, like, we don't have to talk about it. You know, like, I, I didn't want to go there. I've, like, I'm a human. Like, he's a human. I don't want to exploit that. But then, like, I had openly talked about my stillbirth. So I'm like, shoot, now I feel like if I just completely ignore it, like, what – that what does that say about me and my like am i ignoring my situation because we need awareness for that too so i just asked him like i talked to him politely i was like is it okay if we just i told him my story and shared you know my loss and i said i feel like it would be wrong to not at least address it and we don't have to get into it but you know and i could tell like he seemed really sad and he said on one of the episodes, like for a minute he was thinking like daddy Jason or, you know, like he thought he was going to have a kid and that like breaks my heart so much because he's so sweet. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ooh, I'm not crying. <laughs> Just my voice is rough right now. Um, he's so sweet. And when he was talking to Lindsay, like, he's the one who brought it up. And honestly, I don't know if Lindsay would have even talked to him about it if he didn't bring it up. And when he talked about it and told his story, you could tell, like, he seemed like he wanted to cry, which makes me want to cry. And it, it hurt to watch her kind of – she did kind of, like, gaslight him and dismiss him a little bit. But she did also apologize and one of my followers and I were DMing. I didn't even get a chance to um, 
finished responding, but she was so upset about what Lindsay did and how wrong she was. And I'm like, I don't did. So her argument was, you know, Lindsay sold the story to the media. And I was like, I don't know if that's true because from what I thought, I thought she said it on the show. I don't recall her interviewing with anyone. I think some blogs talk, talked about it, like how I talk about this kind of stuff. And it may have come up in like their keywords and stuff, but I'm not sure if Lindsay actually went to the media and talked about it outside of the show. Not saying that that's okay, but I do think that those details are important um, because I kind of feel like Lindsay in her head, I kind of feel like she didn't grasp or understand that it could have an effect on Jason. Or maybe she figured like he had already talked to his family about it or something because it was when it came out, this is like months late. It was almost a whole half year later. So I guess like he didn't say anything because he was being respectful to her. Maybe he didn't want to tell his family because of her. I don't know. This one is, is tough. Makes me sad. But I don't know. We also know, and I I just I love Jason Cameron so much. And he's got this thing that happened with Lindsay, but then he's got this awesome girl, Rachel. I love Rachel so much. Shout out to my my Asian girls. I think she might even be Korean, so what up? Um, but I love Rachel so much. And I know that they don't wind up being together because she has a boyfriend now. So I'm like, this is heartbreaking for my Jason, my Valentine. I just want him to have love. Mm, I love him. Anyways, okay. I'm married. Don't get any bright ideas. But um, let's see. Let's go through the comments. I obviously went longer than an hour, but there was a lot to go over. Right? Okay. Serafina, I am not into these love shows. It feels cringy. Why are you coming to TV for love? That part is weird. Like, I, I didn't say I would do what I meant when I said I would do it. I wouldn't necessarily do it on TV, but I would be open to maybe in 2022, if I was single with no strings attached or anything, I would probably test it out. I would love to go see Australia. Actually, I would maybe take a tour. Go travel around the world. <laughs> Have someone hook you up on dates in each country. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing, actually. Um, I was so uh, socially gossip. I was so pissed about how Paige and Craig were going over the timeline. They were in a similar situation in the beginning of their relationship. Yes. Yes. Socialite gossip. That is so true. And Okay, I have an internal conflict when it comes to Paige because Paige is from my hometown and the way I was raised, the way I my DNA works is I ride or die for people who I'm loyal to for no reason other than you grew up in a close proximity to me. 
that's a problem that I have. So I have this sense of loyalty where like, like I'll, if somebody's asking me, I'm going to tell them how I feel about Paige and Craig or Paige in particular, but I try to like go easy on her because she's from my hometown. But yeah, I'm not loving Paige with Craig. I don't, I like early seasons of Paige. I don't even know Perry, her ex-boyfriend, but I feel like Perry's the one for her. I just, where is Perry? We need to call him up. Let's hook him up with somebody. Ugh. Also, Lindsay and Carl saying at the wedding they are giving it a shot doesn't mean they are exclusive. Thank you. Thank you. Back to Soggy. That's all I wanted. Like, give it a rest, haters. They are such haters. Everyone is just so jealous of Carl and Lindsay. They have the picture perfect romance fairy tale story and I love that. And and I was not about it in the beginning. I am fully on board. I'm so invested into Laurel. I know people say Rad House, but it should be Kinsey or Laurel, in my opinion. <laughs> no, it's fine. Rad House, whatever. Um, it's too easy. But yeah, so everyone needs to just back off their jock. Uh, Austin acting shocked. I think we already read this one, but yeah, I can't see on Austin. What's this one? Austin isn't interesting. <laughs> he is not interesting. His lies and manipulation are all he has. Luke and Jess <laughs> Luke and Jess actually, you know what? Yeah, maybe Luke and Jess should be together. They are both romantically awkward. Jess is delusional and Luke is so small town, barely knows any better. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. I love that. On point. Socialite gossip. Did you notice Kyle gave us a different story for why Lindsay stopped drinking than she has said publicly? What was the reason? What was the reason? I thought I thought she said the same thing. Like, first she said, I wanted to support Carl because he was having a hard time. But then she said, eventually, I just liked how I felt and I look better and feel better. So I just don't drink, which makes sense. But I don't know. Maybe. Yes. It doesn't seem to bother them how they got to where they are now. They're happy. Yes. Love them, love them, love them. Luke and Jess should be together. They're both basic. Oh, wait. They look like the examples in 50s etiquette books. <laughs> Some Emily Post. What else? I feel like Candace is the only real actual artist of the singing housewives we have experienced over the years. And Candy. Candy's a singer. Um, Candy doesn't count. Oh, Candy doesn't count because she's been established. Ah, true. She's in a different league, I guess. Um, let's see. I agree. She may have talked about it on podcasts after it already aired, talking about Lindsay. I don't know if that happened. Um, 
Yes, I can never picture early season Paige with someone like Craig. LR. I love Paige, but Craig is too much of a frat boy for her image. Too bad because he is quite hot. <laughs> I don't think Craig is that hot. But Luke and Jess are romantically awkward. Yes. He said at the end of October her drinking was getting out of control and Carl was um. Oh, yeah, was almost to the point of ending it. Ah, good point. I need like a detective magnifying glass thingy. Um, yes, I know exactly where you're talking about now, social aid gossip. Yeah, he did say that. So that is interesting. Hmm. Whatever. Lindsay and Carl, I wish them the best. I would, I would take a role as bartender at their wedding if they want me. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say officiant, but I'm sure they don't want me to officiate their wedding. Um, or flower girl. I could be flower girl. I always wanted to be a flower girl. Um, but yeah. Oh, my God. I hope we get to see their wedding on camera. Right? Right, right, right. <sighs> I would love that. All right. I need to wrap this up because I've been going for way too long. <clears throat> so I just, as a reminder, I'm going to be going live for Bravo and Blaze every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Um, Cannabis Mom Boss. I'm going live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. And if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for following, for listening. Please, And if you've left a rating, thank you so much. If you haven't, please leave a five-star rating. As Ryan Bailey says, it is the freest thing you can do. If you don't like someone, you just can move on. You don't have to, like, mess up their stuff, right? So... Thank you so much for being here, everyone, and I will catch you all on the flip side. I am trying to figure out how to start my music. <laughs> how do you start the music? Oh, here it is. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Mm -hmm.